life is busy, and sometimes it's hard to get everything in, including this walk. If you struggle with this, my sponsor, Factor Meals, can help. And in just a moment, I'm going to tell you how to get 50% off at factormeals.com. Every meal is fresh, never frozen, and they only take two minutes. Meals like artichoke and spinach chicken with roasted zucchini and tomato butter. This one was one of my favorites. And it was ready in two minutes. No shopping, no prepping, no cooking, no cleaning up. It's getting warmer. The weather is an invitation to head outside and walk more. You don't want to be inside making meals. Head to factormeals.com slash walking50. Use code walking50 to get 50% off your first box plus 25% off your next month. That's code walking50 at factormeals.com slash walking50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Today is the anniversary of one of the most famous walks ever. Welcome to Walking is Fitness. This is a podcast of action providing a little extra motivation to help you keep that fitness promise you made to yourself. Hi, I'm Dave. I've been walking for fitness since 2013, averaging about 21,000 steps a day. I'm walking right now and would love to have you join me for the next 10 minutes. So it was 53 years ago today, July 20th, 1969, that two astronauts, American astronauts, walked on the moon. And they estimate that as that was happening, uh, a billion people were watching on television. And that walk that lasted for two hours and 20 minutes, one of the most famous walks in history. It also probably was a walk that required more work, more effort before it happened than any other walk in history and certainly more work than the walk you and I are taking today. So President Kennedy in 1961 announced the goal that we're going to go to the moon, we're going to land, we're going to come back safely. He actually never said we're going to walk. We're just going to go there. We're going to land. We're going to return safely. And from that point on, it took eight years and 400,000 people to make that walk happen 53 years ago today. For example, they needed math geniuses to figure out how to get from here to there exactly precisely how to point the spacecraft, the rocket, in the direction of the moon so they don't miss it. And to paint you a picture, the, the little tiny window that that rocket had to enter so that it could orbit around the moon would be similar to putting an apple on a stand at one end of a football field and then you being on the other end, 100 yards away, with a gun, rifle, or arrow, bow and arrow, and hitting that apple, not just hitting the apple, hitting the skin of the apple. That's how precise these measurements needed to be. And if they missed, even by a little bit, one way, they would have 
just continued on past the moon into <laughs> the never-ending abyss of space, or if they missed the other way, uh, they could have crashed on the moon. They had to create, design, and build a primitive computer that would help them get to the moon and land on the moon. And computers today you know, are driven by chips. The computer that they had in the moon lander used something called core rope technology. Uh, essentially, they needed people to hand weave thin wires, hundreds of thin wires in these modules. Each computer, the computer had six modules. Each module took eight weeks to build. It was laborious and it had to be precise and it had to be perfect. So you had a whole team working on that computer and writing the software, primitive software for uh, the moon landing, getting to the moon and, and landing on the moon. And then you had to figure out and design the clothing that the astronauts would wear as they were walking on the moon because there's no atmosphere, there's no oxygen. So these spacesuits had to be fully self-contained, uh, providing the astronauts with enough oxygen, removing the carbon dioxide, and there could be no leaks. They had to be strong enough to withstand a hit by a meteorite because there's no atmosphere. And these little meteorites are flying towards the moon all the time. I mean, that's why the moon is filled with craters. Some of them aren't so little. Uh, the suits also had to withstand a pretty wide range of temperatures in the sun, direct sun. It's like 250 degrees at night in the shade, minus 200. Uh, the spacesuits needed to be flexible enough and light enough for the astronauts to be able to move and walk on the moon. And then once they got to the moon as they were getting ready to land on the moon, Neil and Buzz encountered all kinds of problems. So in the final 13 minutes before they landed, first problem was a radio issue that prevented them from talking in the spacecraft to the flight controllers on the ground. Well, that's not good. Uh, thankfully, that resolved. And then soon after that, an alarm went off in the spacecraft, what they called a program alarm. And they had to know what that was. And they didn't. <laughs> in fact, it was a 25-year-old kid on the ground in mission control who was in a back room who had a list of program alarms and exactly what they were. And the only reason he had that is because two weeks earlier, they were doing a practice and the people who designed the practice, you know, would throw different problems at the astronauts and the controllers who would be on the ground during the landing. And they threw a problem at them. And the flight controllers in this practice uh, aborted the landing. And those who created the practice said, nope, that was the wrong decision. So this 25-year-old kid was tasked with the job of finding out every single one of these possible alarms and what they meant. So if one popped up, they would know instantly what to do. 
And so when this alarm popped up, this 25-year-old kid in a back room in Mission Control in Houston said, it's okay, we can keep moving forward. It just means that the computer's a little overworked right now, but it's still doing the essential job that it needs to do. So as Neil and Buzz are getting closer to the surface of the moon, Neil Armstrong looks out of the window. He's the one flying the lunar module at this point. And he sees that where they're headed, where they're going to land, is filled with boulders. Boulders the size of cars and trucks. Well, that's not good. So Neil takes control and he flies past this field of boulders looking for a suitable and safe place to land. And as he's doing that, because this is now taking longer than they expected, fuel becomes an issue. And if you listen to the tape of the Apollo 11 moon landing, you can hear a voice say, 60 seconds. And what that means is you got 60 seconds of fuel left. And then 30 seconds, <laughs> 30 seconds of fuel left. Finally, Neil Armstrong found a place to land the lunar module safely, and there was about 16 seconds of fuel remaining in the tank. Just amazing. And then probably, probably the silliest thing of this whole adventure is that at some point when they were putting together the schedule, Here's what we're going to do once we're on the moon. Someone, or a group of someones, thought it would be a good idea for Neil Armstrong and Buzz Aldrin, after they've landed on the moon, after they've accomplished one of the most amazing things ever, they're going to take a nap. <laughs> they're going to take a nap before leaving the spacecraft and walking on the surface. Uh, Neil and Buzz, probably in very official NASA lingo, said, we don't need a nap. We can scrap that. And so five hours after they landed on the moon, wearing their spacesuits, uh, Neil Armstrong first, and then 20 minutes later, Buzz Aldrin uh, took one of the most famous walks ever on the surface of the moon. The first people to do that, and it happened 53 years ago today being reminded of this amazing part of history and all that went into it is really helpful when I'm getting ready to leave the house for my walk and for whatever reason I'm thinking this is just too hard <laughs> right thanks for listening Thanks for walking with me today. I'll be back tomorrow. That's my commitment to you. I walk every single day and would love to have you join me for another 10-minute walk tomorrow. In the meantime, I hope you have a great day.